everyone. This is Emery Miller. I'm Nevaeh Knowles. I'm Chloe Zuzan. And Bonnie Romick. <laughs> this is our fourth and final podcast, and we're going to be doing a recap on the book Between Shades of Grey. We're going to mention our favorite and least favorite parts of the book. We're going to try to put ourselves into Lena's shoes and uh, categorize what we would have done. And we're going to give all of our opinions. Alrighty, here we go. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so we started this book with them being evacuated from their hometown in the like middle of the, <laughs> in, the middle of the in the middle of the day, and um, they're taken on trucks. And they were taken to a collective camp. Yeah. They served some time. They're doing different things and had were tortured by soldiers and stuff, and then were moved again. They were moved to Siberia, where a lot of really, really, really bad things happened. It did not go their way whatsoever at all. Like, tragedy struck and all sorts of different things. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It was just a long... Suffering. Like, it was just suffering. Yeah. But I was going to say, um, a long time or period of demonization. Yeah. Yet, they still had um, sympathy, and they still had their wits about them. And they tried to find the fun out of everything that they could. Yeah. And, like, they, the kids, at least, never gave up hope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people going through that did, especially the bald man in the very beginning. He didn't even have hope in the beginning. But, like, they had it the whole time, and they never, never let – um, the NKVD take it away from them. You can see, like, this type of situation, what, like, how many people it could break down so easily and what type of people weren't going to be breaking down, broken down so easily. And you could tell that Lena never gave up hope because she was going to steal stuff just so she could survive. So she's putting her life in danger for her and her family to survive. Yeah. And so now we're going to tell you our favorite parts of the book. Um, mine is probably the very, 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 very end when it says that she is Andrea's wife because she signs Mrs. Arvedas. And she's like, I was hoping for this the whole time. My favorite part is probably when they had that little connection moment before they she left. Because, I, I don't know, I just thought that was cute. I mean, it was a sad time. Yeah. But I thought it was cute. It was. It was. Cool. He was like, I'll find you. Don't worry. That's so sweet. And then she whispered it at uh, like one point. She's like, find me. <laughs> yeah. I just like all the sweet moments like they had. Like when when he told her the like to yeah. read the book and he told her to find the meaning of that word and the word turned out to be like beautiful yes. or something. I, I can't directly remember, but uh, beautiful think, and str- strong. Uh-huh. It was something like that. And I just thought that was so sweet because it wasn't, it wasn't something like sexual or yeah. anything like that. It was something sweet to her. And it, I just love that part. Yeah, it was something really beautiful for the story that was so tragic. I would say like my favorite part is like when she was reading the book and then like she got to it, she's like, he was like, oh, oh. you like in the margarine. And then she was like, oh, you yeah. made it this far. And then she starts flipping through it and seeing all the messages <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. He, left. he was like, are you really reading or are you skipping it? So yeah. like, how do you know, Andreas? <laughs> yeah. But it's so crazy that that Nikolai was the one to, sh- to tell her that word. 
she yeah. she she did she not was, like it. No, she was like mad. Yeah. That like um that was one more thing that NKVD took away from her, but then she realized like Nikolai wasn't that bad of a person. Because she apologized. And- yeah. Yes. I cannot believe she was like a dog with her teeth out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she was a little bit dehumanized, but she was. She had that fire since the very beginning. Yeah. And she was just like, get it. off me. Yeah. I help myself. I think that was a good thing to have, though. Like we said, yeah. like not giving up and to have that rebellion and that don't don't mess with me, don't touch me. Like yeah. I am my own human. I do not want to be dehumanized, and and I don't need them. To yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, and that's like the reason she didn't want to take from them in the first place. Not really that it was stealing from them. Like she didn't bother that. That didn't bother her stealing from them. It was the fact that she had to rely on them to help her survive she didn't want to have to be able to rely on them she wanted to um, rely on herself and be able to take care of herself but she wasn't able to because of how they treated them and the conditions of like going going off of that one of my least favorite parts of the book was when they did one of the first times they went to the showers quotations was when um lena got groped by one of the soldiers that made me want to throw up i just felt so sick inside it was awful i pictured it it was it just did not make me feel right and i just did not like that scene i'd say my least favorite part was like when the baby was killed like that was that was a very horrific scene yeah my least favorite part was probably when the mother died because i honestly thought that she was just going to make it all the way through she had so much fire so much spark and she just didn't give up but when she finally just stopped, it just, yeah. I just, I kind of, I just kind of, like, I don't know, I felt really disappointed and sad all at the same time. Yeah. My least favorite part was when they took her from um, the hospital, Ona and her daughter. Like, could they not take her on a different truck? Could, like, they took a baby that was innocent, had just been born minutes before, and they took her. She could not have done anything in those minutes before that offended their dumb country. Exactly. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Literally. Like she came out of the movie like, but the fact that they were yeah, so brainwashed, like you were born into this way, you were still trash. Like yeah, exactly. I literally wanted to go in there and fight them. Literally a child. You just <sighs> not even just, a child, an infant. I, I yeah. know, but I'm saying that was just born into the world. You are already going yeah. to dehumanize, and it hasn't even yeah. got to be. It doesn't a human even have yet. its own opinion. Yeah. It doesn't even know what the color purple is yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't have done anything to them, no. and it wouldn't have. But like, I don't know. I it's very brave of the doctor to go up against them because yeah. he was probably going to be put down on the list for the next truckload because of his resistance. Because he he realized like what we we're saying like mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that like that baby was just born and that's a mother that just went through mm-hmm. that trauma of giving birth and he knows like, it wasn't good for the baby to be like right out of the hospital. I know it's still terrible, but like take the mom and leave the baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like all of these things are horrible, and you are doing that, and it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine, like, being in, like, Lena's shoes yeah. going through this whole thing. That's nuts. Yeah. And, like, it sort of helps because it's written in her perspective. Yeah. So it sort of helps us imagine what it would have been like. But still nuts. Like, I don't think I would have been able to last that long. Mm-mm. And I've got plenty of meat on my bones and stuff like that. 
more than she probably had when she began. I still don't think I would have made it. If I was Lena and I had to go through it, I would want to try and fight through it, but I'd definitely be scared. Like, I don't think I'd have as much fire as Lena did, for sure. I'd definitely be more quiet. I'd definitely be more preserved to myself. Probably wouldn't talk to anyone, like, at all. Yeah. And I sort of feel like every time Lena might have been running a little low, like, on her fire, like it was a barely an ember or whatever, Andreas was always there to light it back up, yeah. get it going again. Like, he definitely and helped. even her mother, like, there was several people around her willing to, like, touch base with her and get her going again like a candle to a match one little ember and you put it on the candle and it lights up again like but like when the mom like would give her her the bread rations and stuff and jonas like that'd be awful like to see your mom start like going downhill fast like and she's just trying to save you like Like, i feel like that'd be like personally like i would want to think like oh of course I'm strong enough to do that. Like, of course. But, like, unless you're put in that situation, like, you know, where people are doing that, you don't know yeah. if you are strong enough to survive that long yeah. and deal mm-hmm. with that much torture and Definitely. starve that long. And, yeah. and we know it sounds bad, but we don't know how bad it actually was. Yes. 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 Yeah. Or, like, like, in the words of the book, we don't know. And we read what she did and had to do to survive, and we think, oh, I could never do that. But, like, in that situation, you don't have to. Yeah, you would literally have to to survive. You wouldn't even think twice about eating the food that that guard just spit at you or eating the dirt or eating that raw apple. Like, you would Or out of someone's pants. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But once you're put in a corner, there's only one way out of it. And And they chose not to die in the corner. They chose to fight their way out. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like what Chloe said, you're, of course, you're going to feel guilty and stuff and you want to care for others, but you're going to, you won't, it's hard, it's you or yeah, it's either, it's hard because you want to save them and yourself, but with so many resources limited, it's hard to pick. And I think that's a really hard situation to deal with too. So I also kind of think like that was the mom's way of like showing that she was like kind of tired. Uh, of course, she's going to want to save her kids and stuff, but I think that was also her little way of saying how she's kind of done. But Yeah, I was going to say, they, they had the Lithuanians that they took and physical physical captivity for 12 years, but all the mental and emotional captivity that they were in, they had a huge fight after they got out of just the physical stuff. Because even they couldn't share their stories that said at the end. They weren't even allowed. If they wrote it on a piece of paper and it got found, you were probably going to get killed. It's just like having that all bottled up inside you is awful. Like even after they were freed, like like you said, you, you weren't. Yeah. You had all that mental and physical abuse still with you for the rest of your life. Like you still had that um, trauma like, with you. And no way to relieve it. Exactly. Like, this, like, I really, really, really enjoyed this book because it stuck with me. I like how it, it moved me because I like, I like reading these stories because mm-hmm. I like seeing what people go through and it's, and it got to details fast. Yeah. Like, it jumped right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this book, but then again, I didn't because I didn't like to hear what they had to go through. I mean, like, it is good to hear what they had to go through. At the same time, I just felt bad for them. Yeah. So sad. I did like it because it was really good and detailed and it had a lot of emotion. I love the quote they have on the first, um, on the outside cover about few books are beautifully written, fewer are important, and this novel is both. Because that's 
that's the truth. Yeah. Like, I could just sit down and read this, even if it hadn't happened, as a novel, because it was so good. Yeah. And then I can read it as historically, because it's true. I mean, it's not a true story, but it goes off the historical um, things that actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, so you realize like how awful people really were, were treated or how awful people were in general. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to get a learning experience yeah. for me. Sometimes it makes me sick thinking that like human brains physically thought of these things to do to other people. Just because of the power they wanted. Yeah. yeah. And like the thing is, is what they didn't realize is if they all work together, more power, more people, more power. If you just yeah. work together. But, like, how can you do that to a person that's literally the same as you just because they do believe or are a little bit something different? Yeah. Just because they didn't want to, like, I don't know. I feel like it was because they didn't want to have a physical war with them. So they yeah. took all the educated people out that could revolt. Mm-hmm. And so then they had them, all the rest of the people that weren't smart enough to know the difference between uh, their captivity and their freedom. And they could just have them, like, on a marionette, marionette, like a puppet. Yeah, overall, I just really liked the book. I thought it was really good. I think we all can agree that we yeah. really enjoyed this book. It was a good read and, like... So easy to read. Yeah. yeah. It, like, so you didn't want to stop, like, as you were reading. Like, you were, like, in, like, enjoying doing the podcast. Like, I enjoyed talking about it because it was so intriguing and, like... The first really one was in. scary. It oh, was yeah. very scary. But, like... But now it's, like, fun. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, we get to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Definitely makes you want to read. Even if you don't care about the subject or anything. This book draws you to it. It says, you can't put me down. You can't ignore what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. This needs to be heard. And right now. (laughs) So, that was really hard to restrain from reading it during all the times I was supposed to. Waiting for our podcast day. That was our final podcast yeah. of this. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, we re- I hope you enjoyed all of our podcasts. Yes, I recommend reading it, and you can come back and, I don't know, talk to us on this podcast. <laughs> Once you have it read, maybe read the first section and listen to what our thoughts are. Join the group a little. Heck yeah, we take people. <laughs> Bonnie, you need to make a wispy noise. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the wind. so our time is running short we're gonna have to meet back on february 5th and we'll be talking about maps and snakes (laughs) (laughs) and although we haven't quite decided on a podcast name we shall have one by next time but here are some of our ideas Tainted (laughs) youth. Ashes in the snow. Or gray Furbies. Yeah. (laughs) So, we'll figure it out by then. Sorry for the inconvenience. Thank you for listening, though. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.